Hi Formation Fellowship, this is Marian here with your Week 40 Interconnections talk based on our book Interior Freedom by Father Jacques Philippe. This week's readings were pages 50 to 60 on the upside of difficulties, abandonment to God's will, and helplessness. Just a short recap from Week 39, Dr. Peter used our text to illustrate some of the differences between suffering and pain, seeing pain as an event, but suffering as the meaning we assign to it, or suffering being experienced by the person, whereas pain is experienced by the body. Important to note that parts experience pain and suffering differently. He brought up the Viktor Frankl quote, which I will use more later, about suffering terminating at the moment meaning is found. And the mathematical formula about pain times resistance equals suffering by Sabine Selassie. This really resonated because it seems that the more we resist through one way or another, whether our parts, our managers are trying to resist something, the harder the firefighters kick in and our pain be can become worse. Jumping into week 40, I'm going to start off with a little story of a wine. And in this case, the wine is W-H-I-N-E. And it was mine. It's back in January of 1999, about five months after a move from California to Colorado. We had had time in temporary housing. We had to find a house, find a church, found out that the church was sort of less than. It was a good move, but there was a loss of community. There was a trip to Japan, a rollover car accident. My parents ended up living with us. We were homeschooling, and on top of it all, I had a medical condition that mimicked a heart attack. I took all of this and put it into a lovely email whining to my spiritual director. And Father Mike, in his wisdom, came back to me with these words. It sounds like you are just where you should be. Would you rather everything in your life be perfect and you never have experienced God or difficulties and struggles where God can console you? As Father Philippe would say, the worst thing that could happen would be for everything to go exactly as we wanted it, for that would be the end to any growth. I'm going to start a little bit more of this talk up with another way of looking at self parts and burdens. Dr. Peter uses the image of a bridge for self, which I think is great. This is just a little different perspective. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, feel free to let it go. But I like to think of self as the purest place inside of us where we can connect to God, where all the things that we've done or not done or have been done to us or not been done for us are not in the way of our connection to God. Think of it as that moment when you come out of the confessional having made a good confession and you have not had time to look at anybody or anything and judge it, just that perfect connection, those fleeing moments. Parts take on roles and burdens to respond to the things that we have done or not done, have been done for us or not been done for us. 
The roles of parts and burdens affect how we see the world, and sometimes they even obscure our connection to self and therefore God. When we do the things that create secure self-to-part relationships through using the six F's of IFS, our parts are able to unblend and unburden. The purer our system's relationship with God becomes because all the things we have done or not done or have been done to us or not been done for us are not in the way of our connection with God. That kind of gives you my overview. If you're wondering the six F's of IFS, find focus, flesh it out, feel, befriend, and fear. So switching over to Father Philippe's text, he talks about the natures of difficulties, including how difficulties prevent us from having exclusive ownership over our lives and time. They prevent us from shutting ourselves up inside our programs, our plans, and our wisdom. They liberate us from the prison of ourselves. In the fulfillment of all desire, Ralph Martin quotes St. Francis de Sales saying, Some men wish to suffer no tribulation except those connected with honor, for example, or to be wounded or made prisoner in war, persecuted for religion, or impoverished by some lawsuit they win. Such people do not love tribulation, but the honor that goes with it. The truly patient man and the true servant of God bears up equally under tribulations accompanied by ignominy or by those that bring honor. Again, St. Francis de Sales. Father Philippe goes on to talk about benefits of difficulties. To enter little by little into God's wisdom, infinitely more beautiful richer, more fruitful, and more merciful than ours. Our human wisdom needs a very thorough shakeup, not to destroy it, but to raise it and purify it and free it from its limitations. Another benefit of difficulties is they help us to be aware of our selfishness and pride and lack of faith and love. Our narrow vision can be more open to God's wisdom when we face difficulties, and we can move from mastery to abandonment, purifying the mind. It seems to me that it's not just purifying the mind, but also body and spirit, so I'm just going to add that in that. And another benefit of difficulties is they are not a trigger, but they are an opportunity. They become our trailheads for doing our work. Father Philippe mentioned our system needing a very thorough shakeup. And I don't know whether it's so much as a, of a shakeup, but as an unburdening, like shaking loose of the things that get in the way. So what happens when we experience difficulties? I couldn't resist the phrase, offer it up. We all hear that, right? But on another level, we tend to ask why and we want to make meaning. Why is this happening to me? Why are you interrupting me? Or what greater purpose does this serve in my life? When I do disaster responses, we focus on these five victim questions that Dr. Charles Figley put together. What happened? Why did it happen? Why did I react the way I did then? Why am I behaving as I am now? And what do I do if this happens again? 
If we get an answer, then suffering is much easier to accept. It's also worth noting from a trauma perspective that it's generally easier for people to accept suffering or difficulties that occur that are natural disasters as opposed to man-made ones. It seems that it is easier to handle the bad things that God throws at us than to believe that our fellow man would do these things. From an IFS lens, our parts are taking on their roles and burdens when we are faced with difficulties. The role of reason and the mind in the spiritual life from Father Philippe, he says that man has a search for truth. Faith cannot do without reason. Reason allows us to cooperate in the work of God by freedom, understanding, and our faculties. And then those moments in our lives when our mind grasps what God is doing, what he is calling us to, how he is teaching us to grow, enable us to cooperate fully with the work of grace. That is as God wants it. But, and this is a really big but, this craving to understand everything includes certain ambiguities and needs to be purified because the motives behind our desire to understand are not always upright. We seek enlightenment by reflecting, praying, and asking the advice of appropriate people so we can learn the meaning of our trials. Sometimes this is not trusting God enough and seeking our security in the world. Those are from Father Jacques Philippe. Craving to understand comes from the unmet needs of our parts, such as, in case God doesn't see me, I need to know what's happening and why. What if he doesn't hear my prayer? He knows I'm bad. I'm not lovable. Burdened parts obstruct our understanding of God's wisdom. In week 28, Dr. Peter spoke of parts holding on to limiting beliefs, which can result in other parts being steamrolled or perceived as resistant, faint-hearted, weak, or other names. But our parts hold limiting beliefs around difficulties, our reason, and our need to understand as well as security. Lack of order comes from our parts who take on roles and burdens to adapt to the situations in our lives. We have a desire for power in order to avoid insecurity. The sense that we can control the situation if we understand it. Only true security in this life lies in the certainty that God is faithful and he can never abandon us because his fatherly tenderness is irrevocable. An inability to abandon ourselves, trusting to God, and a search for human security. Full inner freedom comes from progressively freeing ourselves from the need for human security through the realization that God alone is our rock, as scripture says. Coming back to my image of self and the relationships of parts, when parts develop secure attachment to self, the relationship between God and our system is being purified. Our parts believe that understanding God's will will lead us to feel more secure 
because we would always like to know we're doing God's will. However, if we were always sure we were doing God's will and walking in the truth, we would soon become dangerously presumptuous and risk spiritual pride, according to Father Philippe. It's normal to desire to do God's will, and often, if we seek it with a pure heart, we'll receive understanding. But God also treats us as adults. He wants us to decide for ourselves. And at other times, there's a need for purification. This means not always being absolutely sure sure we are doing God's will. It can be humbling and painful, but it protects us from false security. Our freedom always has the marvelous power to make what is taken from us by life, events, or other people into something offered. Externally, there's no visible difference, but internally, everything is transfigured. Fate into free choice, constraint into love, loss into fruitfulness. Coming back to my original story, my parts clearly had an agenda. They believed they were doing God's will and were kind of proud of it. They were unhappy with the distractions and they saw most people and things as distractions. Parts wanted validation that their struggle was important and the rest of the world was just not conforming. And I was clearly not where I belonged. Human freedom is absolutely unheard of greatness. It doesn't give us the power to change everything, but it gives us the choice in how we respond and offer. In my story, I didn't respond very well to begin with because I didn't like it. It wasn't comfortable. It wasn't safe. My parts were not feeling this situation. But when those parts have the opportunity to unburden and enter into a right relationship with God, greater security is found. Viktor Frankl says that suffering terminates at the moment meaning is found. In in my case, Father Mike's response to me was the meaning was that this was the point of God's plan for me and what, what was going on. Our human freedom also empowers us to give meaning to everything, even meaningless things. We can always be the masters of the meaning we give difficulty. So kind of wiping down the mirror and a couple of takeaways. We can choose the meaning we give difficulties, but my ability to assign meaning needs to be given from a place of self-leadership. Parts want to give meaning because it makes them feel more secure. And the only true security is in God and our best place to encounter him interiorly is in self. Thinking parts can't out-reason God, but we can love them anyway. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall understand fully even as I have been fully understood. 1 Corinthians 13.12 Stay tuned for our Inner Connections talk after your discussion. 
where we will be doing exploring our parts that need to know.